the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, May the 14th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1796, English physician Edward Jenner, he inoculated an eight-year-old kid, James Phipps, against smallpox. He used cowpox matter. It worked. Today in 1804, the Lewis and Clark expedition to explore the Louisiana Territory, as well as the Pacific Northwest, they left camp near what is present-day Hartford, Illinois. Well, Lewis and Clark left their footprints all over the Northwest, that's for sure. Glad they came. Today in 1863, Union forces defeated the Confederates in the Battle of Jackson, Mississippi. Today in 1948, the independent state of Israel was proclaimed in Tel Aviv by David Ben-Gurion, who became the first prime minister. U.S. President Harry Truman immediately recognized the new nation, and then other nations followed the United States. Today, in 1961, freedom riders were attacked by violent mobs in Anniston and Birmingham, Alabama. Today, in 1998, Frank Sinatra died. He's in a hospital in Los Angeles. He was 82 years old. Also, the hit sitcom Seinfeld, it aired its final episode after nine years on NBC. I think I think Seinfeld is on reruns on every cable channel in the world. You see it about ten times when you scroll through all those channels. Have you ever, if you're on cable, maybe on uh, or on satellite, what, whichever, have you ever scrolled through all those channels and said, why do I buy this because there's nothing on there I want to watch? Marjorie and I go through that drill every so often, especially in that we're not traveling as much now as we would like to be or, or would, even to the store and back, as you know. Today in 2001, the Supreme Court ruled 8-0 to zero that there was no exception in the federal law for people to use marijuana for medical purposes. Today in 2003, more than 100 immigrants illegals were abandoned in a locked trailer at a Texas truck stop. 19 of them died. The The driver of the truck was Tyrone Williams. He probably wasn't involved other than that he'd been hired to carry this, these people into the United States illegally. He was sentenced to 34 years in prison for his role in leaving them in the truck locked. Today in 2008, the Interior Department declared the polar bear a threatened species because of the loss of Arctic sea ice. It's interesting because now the polar bears are thriving and they say climate is still warming. So what has changed? Sarah Palin commented a great deal on that. She's from Alaska, as you know. She said she could see the polar bears. She couldn't really see them, but she said she could see the polar bears drifting around on the ice, pieces of ice out there. She said they're doing great. She said they're thriving. They're reproducing. There's many, many polar bears out there. She made a big deal out of it. It was kind of funny at the time, but 
some of these people that are always telling us to follow science, they themselves don't follow science. That's interesting. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama at Camp David, at a summit there, he assured Arab allies that they were safe from the threat of an empowered Iran. President Obama pledged an ironclad commitment to the Sunni governments of the Persian Gulf. He said, we will protect you always and forever. Well, (laughs) it's interesting, the, the Federalist, John Daniel Davidson wrote in The Federalist this morning, he said, for years now, the media have done everything they can to push the Trump-Russian collusion hoax, even after a year, years-long special counsel investigation by Robert Mueller turned up nothing, using the complexity of the scheme to hide the greatest political scandal of our time right in plain sight. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. He said if there ever was a threat to the rule of law, it was the Obama administration's abuse of power and its weaponization of intelligence agencies in an attempt to take down Donald Trump. Even the Wall Street Journal is weighing in this morning. The Wall Street Journal editorial board says, quote, a stunning 39 separate officials snooped on Mr. Flynn's conversations with foreign actors, lodging nearly 50 unmasking demands between November 30, 2016 and January 12, 2017. Many of the people on that list are partisan officials who had no business spying on their successors. That's a quote from the Wall Street Journal this morning. So true. The Associated Press has come out with kind of a game plan for America. They are not so much reporting as they are directing, I feel. That's my opinion. But in this featured article this morning, came out at 8.01 Eastern Time, Associated Press says, quote, nearly eight years after he was last on the ballot, Barack Obama is emerging as the central figure in the 2020 presidential election. That part is true. He is. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Democrats are eagerly embracing Obama as a political wingman for Joe Biden. Well, I I would say this. If you have seen Joe Biden on any of those videos recently, and if you watch any news, you've seen him because they're doing their best, the news media to prop him up. It is becoming almost impossible. I have said this before, and I mean it sincerely. I feel sorry for him. I certainly don't want him to be president for a whole bunch of reasons, the least of which is that I'm a Republican and he's a Democrat. That has little to do with it. But I will tell you, he he needs help. He can't communicate. He'll be talking about one thing. I was, I was watching a, a video last night of him either yesterday or the day before. I'm not sure which date, but it was within the last two days. And he was talking about just something of of really small consequence with the guy that was interviewing him. It was one of the networks. And all of a sudden, he just took a turn and started talking about something totally unrelated. And even the guy that was trying to help Joe Biden and kind of, you know, kind of help him along through his falters and failures and lapses of of remembering the guy was taken back i mean obviously visibly taken back he didn't know know what to do at first so you know they need someone to stand in 
for Biden if they really are going to make him their candidate. But anyway, back to Associated Press. Obama remains the party's most popular figure, particularly with black voters and younger Democrats, and Biden's presidential campaign is planning for him to have a highly visible role in the months to come. Then Associated Press says for, for, uh, for President Donald Trump, that means an opportunity to focus the spotlight on one of his favorite political foils. In recent days, Trump and his allies have aggressively pushed conspiracy theories about Obama designed to fire up the president's conservative base, taint Biden by association, and distract from the glut of grim health and economic news from the coronavirus pandemic. And that's where they become that's where they become an advocate, not a news source, and they go on on that track. I don't think the battle today is partisan so much. I think Barack Obama feels more than politically inclined about the things he believes in. I believe that's who he is. He made it clear when he was president for eight years that he wanted to remake America. I don't think that's changed. I think that view has intensified, if anything. Joe Biden is nearly incapable of the task, and they know it. So they're moving these people in so that should Biden, if they can get Biden across the finish line by any means, and that would include voter fraud and ballot fraud, for sure. And we'll talk about that more in depth as we go along in the future, near future. But I will tell you, I think Trump has some values of his own. Yes, he has you know, a sketchy past. He's made a lot of mistakes, personally. I don't condone them. Neither does God, but God forgives. But I will tell you that he has stood for conservative and particularly biblical principles. And he has taken advice and acted on that advice from some of our finest leaders in the Christian church in America. And he meets with them regularly. They lay hands on him and pray for him. He asks for that prayer. Mike Pence is at his side almost all the time. I guess they've been separated the last couple of days because somebody, Mike Pence's secretary or press secretary or something, tested positive for the virus. But Mike Pence has had only God knows, only eternity will reveal the, the influence that Mike Pence has had on Donald Trump spiritually. These are not partisan issues. This has to do with a, with a worldview. It has to do with who we are, what we believe. And yes, what we believe about our beloved country, America. That's what hangs in the balance today. And that's what's coming down right now in our culture. And what we are seeing with this Michael Flynn case, Michael Flynn is important to his family and all, but to the masses. Michael Flynn is not an important character, except that the Obama administration chose to make him their target because the plan was not to bring down Flynn necessarily. They didn't care about Flynn, but he was close to the president. He was becoming, as Trump took office, was becoming his national his advisor on national security, which would give Flynn access to all of this junk that's coming out now and will continue to come out over the next few days. They didn't want him in that office with access to what they knew were in all of these files. 
So they took him out, but they also were motivated to take him out and get rid of him because they really wanted to get to Donald Trump. I could not have said that with clarity of heart six months ago. I believed that, but I wouldn't have said it. But I can tell you I have seen enough evidence, just me personally, and everybody that's looking at this is saying the same thing. I've seen enough evidence now to know that this is worse than I ever imagined. I never thought I'd see the day in America. I've seen it in third world countries. I mentioned from time to time my missionary experiences. I see this in in third world countries. I've seen it again and again and again. I mean, the same thing. It's the same pattern. The only difference is that these guys wear $3,000 suits and the guys I've seen in third world countries don't. Other than that, it's all the same thing. It's corrupt to the core. And this is something that our founders never envisioned or believed would come about in this country because they laid out the principles that would guide us away from these kinds of situations. And now here we are. And these people are standing up and grinning and smiling and chucking. And they're lying. And I, in my heart, I believe the lies are going to be exposed. I got a got an email from someone on a lighter note. Got an email from someone in um, Tucson yesterday. He said, "Hi Gary, thank you. I listen to 9:40 a.m. on the radio on an app." He said, "I really look forward to each broadcast. You remind me of Paul Harvey. I had to read that because I know I don't." But he's a nice guy, and he's trying to make me feel better. Thank you, and thanks for your support. He said, so that means you're doing an excellent job. Well, thank you. I know we don't sound like Paul Harvey, but uh, we are trying to get to the truth and talk about it in understandable ways on this program every day. Thank you so much for your support to that Gentlemen, and to all of you who support us, thank you so much. We um, These are difficult times. Um, everybody is, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're trying to keep our best uh, foot forward and trying to make things happen as they should. But these are difficult times for churches, for all ministries, and I think organizations right now, and our culture, people and families and all. I don't have to go into the detail of that. We all know where we are in this in this coronavirus era. So I want to thank you so much for standing with us. Some of you have increased your giving each month. I notice that. I look at every donation. I look at every note that's sent to us. There's a growing number of them, thankfully, and thank you. But I look at them, every one of them. And I see certain donors, and I'm sure there are others, but I see them. You've increased your giving, and I want to thank you for that. If you're able to do that, thank you so much. And there are new new families, new couples, new people, individuals that are contributing to us each week. And I want to thank you for that because you're making a difference. Those of you who have, who have been with us from the beginning, you make a difference. Those of you who are joining us now, you're making a difference. This is not an assured thing. I, You know, if, if, if the support would wane it would be a matter of days and this microphone wouldn't turn on because we're not going to go in debt we just that isn't the lord's will for us to do that and so we we're just 
thanking you every day for your support. And boy, that's from the bottom of my heart. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Well, the list of Obama administration officials who requested the unmasking of General Michael Flynn during the transition period, it all happened, or most of it happened, between November the 2016 election of President Trump and the 20, January 20, 2017 inauguration. These guys were going nuts in there. They were unmasking all this stuff to get at Michael Flynn. But they were really trying to get at the information that was associated with him. Well, Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, I mentioned this yesterday. It was just happening yesterday. We have it now today. They published the list. And they say this is just one step forward. There are many more to follow, and they mean it. They are upset at a lot of the good elected officials in our Congress are very upset about this. They say not only because in their defense of Trump, and they do stand with the president, but these people are saying, these good conservative Republicans, and not all Republicans are conservative, Mitt Romney's going off out there. I don't know I don't know why the people in Utah elected him. I guess because he's a big deal in the Mormon church. I don't know. I don't know why they support him. If there are Republicans or, or conservatives, he, he, he is none of that. He's Republican in name only. He's a rhino. And he, he's out there just going off. He sounds like more like Nancy Pelosi than he does a conservative. But most all of the Republicans are standing with the president right now because they realize the threat is not only to the president, Donald Trump, but it's to the nation and the office of the presidency. But the left doesn't care. Grassley and Johnson said yesterday, today we received a list of individuals who requested the unmasking of Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and others who received access to the information. The officials listed should confirm whether they reviewed this information, why they asked for it, and why they what they did with it and answered many questions that have been raised about recent revelations. There's much more to what they said, but they said, continuing, the records are one step forward in an uh, important effort to get to the bottom of what the Obama administration did during the Russian investigation to Lieutenant Colonel Flynn. Well, they bankrupted Flynn and they destroyed him. They even threatened to bring charges against his son for an unrelated matter. I don't even remember what the matter was. I don't know if the son was guilty or not. But that's what I've seen in third world countries. It happens all the time. But now it's in America. It's not a crime to ask for unmasking of an American individual on a phone call with a foreign actors so long as the official asking for the information has proper security clearance. But this has gone way beyond that. It is, however, illegal to leak the name of the unmasked American to the media. It's also illegal to unmask Americans for political purposes. That's a fact. And Flynn's name was leaked to the Washington Post the same day that Joe Biden, and he's on that list, went in and unmasked his name so he would know who it was. That same day, Washington Post ran a story exposing Flynn. That's why people are concerned, and thankfully so, in Congress. I looked at a list of this yesterday, as soon as it was available. I'll just name some of the names for you. I mean, there were 39 of them. 
Vice President Joe Biden, he requested on January 12, 2017. I'll come back to that in a moment. FBI Director James Comey, he was snooping into the files on December 15, 2016. Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, he had three requests. CIA Director John Brennan, who's now a, an announcer, he hosts a show on CNN, he had two requests, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power. She had seven requests to look at this stuff about Michael Flynn. She has nothing to do, her job has nothing to do with that. Nothing whatsoever. Seven times she was digging through those files of classified information. Even Obama Chief of Staff, this Dennis McDonough, he was over there doing it on January 5, 2017. These are days before a new president is inaugurated. Why are these guys in that classified area digging through these files? They have to give a reason to get to those files. In other words, they have to fill out a form. It doesn't matter if they're Joe Biden or whomever they are. I would like to see what they said was the reason that they were doing that. They all had to fill out a file. I hope, those, I hope the request forms are made public. I know that some of the people in Congress are working on that as we speak to make those public, but why would they say they had to do that? Secretary of the Treasury, Jacob Loeb, I mean, all these guys are digging through these files and collecting information that's classified that wasn't even supposed to be ever see the light of day for security reasons for the United States of America. They don't care. They just went through that so they could get to Flynn and ultimately bring down Trump. And this is days, just days, before the new president, Trump, would be inaugurated. Caught in the act, <laughs> caught in the act is, is an understatement. When ABC's George Stephanopoulos, he was, he was interviewing Joe Biden this week, and he said, uh, Stephanopoulos said to Biden, he said, you say you, you didn't me- know anything about all this, but he said you were reported to be in a January 5th, 2017, where you and the president were briefed in FBI's plan to question Michael Flynn. They were all talking about it in Obama's office. I mentioned that yesterday because I knew it yesterday. So caught in the act, Biden said, no. He said, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Biden was caught in a lie. You could see it on his face. And so he backed up and he said, oh, I misunderstood you. No, he didn't. He he understood. He just lied. But he didn't know that Stephanopoulos knew what he knew when he followed up on the question. And I don't think Biden expected Stephanopoulos to follow up on the question because the media never follow up in any forceful way with any of these guys on the left because they're, you know, in the tank with them. And they've become accustomed to that. Here's what I think. This is my opinion based on what I know today. You can, you know, evaluate it. But on January 5th, 2017, there was a meeting held in the Oval Office with Obama and several top administration officials, including Vice President Biden. The plan to get Flynn was hatched up at that meeting at least to some degree. This is my opinion now, based on what I have read. I've read a lot. One week later, on January 12, 2017, we now learn from this list that Vice President Joe Biden requested an unmasking of Flynn's name. 
if we could see the request, and it's there, we would know what he said the reason was that he was doing this. Keep in mind this was a week after the meeting with Barack Obama, who was still president, just days away from leaving office. Biden goes in and he goes to and he's, you know, cleared for classified information, vice president. He goes in and he gets this on January 12, 2017. This is eight days before a new president takes office and Biden and Obama are gone. Eight days. Why would they be working so hard when they have eight days left in office? That's crazy. The only thing that would motivate them would be to get rid of, bring down the new president. On that same day that Joe Biden went in and unmasked this um, information, this classified information, on the same day, January 12, 2017, the Washington Post, I wrote an article on this today, and you can go to faithandfreedom.us, and there's a link to the article that was published by the Washington Post. On January 12, 2017, the same day, they ran a breaking story on Flynn, revealing and exposing who the person was, and it was Flynn, and all of the information that was in that file about Flynn and his call to Russia, which was not out of the ordinary. They all do it when they're in an incoming administration. All of that story was in, was included in that breaking news story, that scoop by the Washington Post. David Ignatius wrote the story. He revealed the conversation between Flynn and his Russian counterpart. There is no way he could have known except someone leaked it to him. I don't know that it was Joe Biden, but Boy, I'll tell you, my gut tells me it was, or one of his, you know, assistants. This is, as I said, this this stuff, this shouldn't happen in America, but it is. Brett Hume has been in the business for years. He used to be at ABC. I remember when he was at ABC. He's been on Fox News for the last number of years. He retired here the last couple of years. He said, it's the worst journalistic fiasco I've seen in, in my 50-year career as a, as a journalist. He said he's worked for ABC and Fox, which he has, and he just blasted the pursuit of this collusion narrative. He said it's all a, a fake. It's all just not true. And he said they've created this, this pretense, and he said they've run with it. We've spent tens of millions of dollars investigating it, and all of it, all of it is just constructed to bring down a president and reverse an election that the left doesn't like, they hate. That's where we are. Noah Weber, Noah Webster was a founding father. He said, when you become entitled to exercise the right of voting for public officers, let it be impressed on your mind that God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a Republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. And he goes on to say more. He said, if the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will soon be corrupted. Law will be made, but not for the public good so much as for the selfish or local purposes. That's where we are today. But God is in control. And I believe that if the people of God will humble ourselves 
and ask God to forgive us and heal our land, he will. And I'm standing on that. Hey, we'll continue this tomorrow.